Have you ever felt like you needed motherly love, compassion, or guidance? Have you ever felt like you need someone to cheer you up, to cheer you at all your sporting events? You might be looking for mom. I'm very proud to um, be representing uh, mom.com, a sponsor of today's podcast. You can find them at www.mom.com. Say that one more time, www.mom.com. They've been in the industry for almost 6,000 years, helping customers find the perfect mother. You can find them at uh, that website I mentioned. And don't forget to use Smart Remark 25 for 2% off your order. Let me say that one more time, Smart Remark 25 for 2% off your order. Have you ever been thirsty? You ever been looking for that soul-quenching fluid, that life-giving fluid? You might be in the market for H2O. H2O Industries have been on the cutting edge of water research for 90 years. They've been on the leading front of water technology and are the top producer of H2O in the entire world. They just unveiled their new Water 2, which introduces Face ID, integrated family sharing, and new thirst quenching ability. H2O also just entailed um, their new Super Ultra Mega Max Pro 50-inch LCD SDCS Pro Max H2O. Just head over to H2O.com to find your next water adventure. I'm going to say that one more time. H2O.com. And don't forget to use Smart Remark for 25% off your order. Big thank you to H2O for sponsoring today's podcast. And back to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. To the Smart Remark podcast. Whoa, this is weird. I put headphones on and I can like hear myself. I feel like I, I feel like I'm in like an ASMR episode. This is. Yeah, ASMR is really weird. Don't don't look it up. I don't recommend it. But uh, welcome back to the Smart Remark. I well, welcome back. This is the first episode, but I'm very excited that y'all are here. Um, I'm very excited to podcast. This has been something I've wanted to do for a while, and <clears throat> um, I'm I'm happy that I'm getting around to do it. And um, pretty much, I'm just gonna talk. I love to talk, and I was like, I might as well start a podcast. I love dogs so much, so we'll have some interviews. We'll have some goofy segments. We'll have just some fun stuff along the way. Every episode might be a little bit different. We, you know, I don't really know what's gonna happen when I start. I have it, you know, I have a little, I have show notes, but. That's about all I got. I, just, I know generally what I want to do, but anything can happen. Anybody might pull up. My mom might pull up. Speaking of moms, we got Mother's Day coming up, uh, which is a good intro um, into into what I wanted to say about moms is don't forget about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is very important. I love my mom. She's done so much for me. Uh, she's put me through Columbia Academy. Um she's taught me so much and has been a huge support so just shout out shout out moms man like moms man, they're they're good don't don't forget your mom that's a that's a very very important thing do not forget the moms out there in your life they're just don't just don't ever do that don't forget mother's day that would be you're a horrible horrible person if you forget mother's day so this is your warning do not forget it and um but about that, that's about that sums up about how much I wanted to say. I mean, Mother's Day, we got this now. I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Roll the music. 
comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I say it's alright. So, welcome everybody. Um, one of the first things I really kind of wanted to jump into here was, uh, like I said, I'm about to graduate, and it's kind of a kind of a bittersweet thing to me. Uh, graduation is like I've waited a long time to get to go to college, and college for somebody that really enjoys the world and talking to people and doing all that stuff, college is very, a very, very exciting time. Cause I know I'll meet so many new people. I'm going to get to experience so many new things. Eventually I would, I'll get to go into the workplace. I mean, there's so many awesome new seasons of life, but it's kind of sad because Isaac has not been for some of you, uh, that know me, Isaac has not been the most um, of social people ever uh, to exist. So, um, so like seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, even a little bit sophomore, I started getting a little bit better sophomore year. But like seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, Isaac, very emotional person. Um, <laughs> eighth grade year, I tried out for the basketball team, and. Um, and uh, there was this kid named. Oh frick! I can't say that. I will bleep that out. That'll that'll be bleeped out. I can't. I can't just give out names like that. There was a kid named. I just. There, I did it again. Good night. Okay. Let's just for the sake of the story, let's rename this guy to. Um, let's rename this guy to uh, to Bob Joe. So you know we we got old Bob Joe over here. I'm trying out for the eighth grade basketball team. Now just imagine. I know y'all don't know what I look like in eighth grade, but right now I'm six foot three, uh, pretty tall and lanky. But eighth grade Isaac, uh, pretty pudgy. Um, I was like, so I've been kind of tall for my age, like every time, like tall enough to wear, which this is something I'll get into after this story that I kind of want to, that I wanted to get into. But I would, tall enough to wear, like, if you don't see an old person within the, within like a two month time window like like if you don't see your grandparents for a month you're tall enough to where like you're pulling back up and they're like oh my gosh you're freaking lebron james like 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 you will legitimately grow like an inch and you'll pull back up and they're like ma'am bro why, why aren't you playing basketball son so you know i felt the pressures as as an eighth grade kid to play basketball and and, you know, I enjoyed the sport. It wasn't like I just felt like I needed to. I played rec league. I played rec league like every sport. I had played rec league baseball. We were on the Sonic baseball team, like the Sonic the restaurant. And, um, and dude, like rec league baseball is just crazy because, you know, there was this, they were like there was this Hispanic kid that was like way better than all of us. And he kind of led the league and we had him one year and, I remember he didn't speak any English, so we would throw the ball. It was honestly like a beautiful connection, like like we would throw the ball together, but like we didn't talk to each other. Like I don't think he knew English, but you know we had that baseball connection. I'm pretty sure that's what like like there's been a movie about that probably maybe, um, maybe maybe there was a movie made about that. I don't know. I feel like that's a very uh that's a very um. 
that I feel like that I just think that would be a thing. But um, ba- back to my whole basketball thing. So, so I had played rec league sports, everything. I played everything, and um, so I was like, which honestly, it surprises me how much, how ballsy I was to even do this because. I was a self-conscious little kid, like, changing in the locker room in front of guys was foreign to me, because I'd never done it, and so, like, that scared the, like, it, the whole idea of changing in front of other people scared me more than trying out for the team, so that might give you a little insight into my brain, but I, I went, and um, I didn't make it. If y'all are curious, no, I'm not playing basketball currently. Did not make the basketball team, but just to put in perspective how emotional I was for no reason, I just, I went and it was like the second day of of stuff. And we had this thing where the coach would just like chuck the ball in the air and he would call out two names and you would run for the ball, which honestly, like in hindsight, makes sense why this was a bad idea because I mean that's just I mean middle schoolers have no coordination especially tall middle schoolers like they haven't like grown into their body yet so you just see them like like 14 year olds that are like six foot two and they're like lanky and like they they don't even know how to walk type stuff like like that was me kind of and um and so I, I did that, and I just ran right into the other kid's head. And, like, you know, who knows? Maybe I got a concussion. Maybe I'm supposed to be some Nobel Prize winner right now. I don't really know, but but it hurt, man. I ran right into his head. And looking back, you know, it probably wasn't that embarrassing because I just – we, I mean, he ran into my head, too. It's not like I was the only one in that situation. But, dude, I was, like, crying after. And um, I don't know why I kept crying about it, but I did. And I, like, I meet, like I immediately left the locker room after. Like, I grabbed my stuff and left and just kind of sat in the middle school building of our, of our school. And for some reason, I kept crying. And, like, looking back, I probably looked really dumb because I was just sitting by the door crying. And, um, I remember all the kids from my grade came around me and were like, what's wrong with you? Not like making fun of me. They were genuinely concerned, but I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying. It was really dumb. I was, I was upset about very silly things, but that was eighth grade. And then freshman year, I got a little bit better. I got kind of involved in stuff. I got into mock trial, but I, I kind of didn't, uh, I kind of didn't come out of my shell until like, sophomore year I kind of I kind of got talking to people and then you know once you get a car it changes everything I mean you know in middle school and like freshmen like you feel like you're getting left out of plans but I promise you that like the plans aren't even being made because like nobody can drive so you know the funnest thing that's going on is like mom and dad are dropping you off at Sonic and you're just gonna go sit around and like stare at creepy 21 year olds that like pull up in their trucks because I don't freaking know, like, what the, like, you know, and, um, but things got kind of legit sophomore year, and then I made a lot of friends junior year because I decided to join theater, which is another talking point, I'll get to that too, um, but senior year has been, like, really good for me because 
I don't know why I was always embarrassed of what kids older than me thought of me, but I was. And so when I finally got to the point where there's no one older than me besides teachers, and like, I don't, you know, I care what teachers think of me, but I'm not socially embarrassed of what teachers think of me because they're adults. But like, it got to the point where I was the oldest and, um, and nothing, I wasn't embarrassed to do anything because I don't really care what people younger than me think. So, Senior year, Isaac has honestly been kind of feral. I've just kind of been all over the place, but I've really enjoyed where I am right now. For anybody listening that goes to a public school, private school is is really fun if you have a good grade. My grade is really good in inclusivity, and so I've made tons of friends in that, and then I just have so many other friends in younger grades. It's just made it amazing to just kind of be at school, it's just, you know, once senior year kind of winded down, it's just kind of been like a big social event, like I don't really do any work, I just kind of show up and like roam the halls, like fifth period, I had a tech tech office period where I just sit in the tech office, and um, and I just kind of sit there, like I don't do anything, and so I call that my roaming period, so I'll get up and just roam the halls and like find, find places to be, like like there's certain classrooms where I know that are like study halls or something going on that I could pull up and probably have people to hang out with. So that kind of embodies my entire senior year. But honestly, it's a time where I'm like, I've enjoyed this moment of my life, but I don't know if I could do another year of it. It's like, this has been really, really great. And I would actually appreciate a little bit more time of it, but I'm okay. I'm content moving on. I'm content, but I do want to talk about height. So I've grown up a tall guy, a a lanky guy in my, the past few years, but when I finally, like, grew into my body, but, like, I got, I got all this height, but then, like, I kind of leveled out, you know, and, but, um, but getting tall as, like, a, as, like, a child into your teens is really weird, because, like, I don't understand why we have, as a society, have made it, like, okay to comment on tallness. Like, it's never embarrassed me, but it's just kind of annoying, you know. Like, you would never look at somebody that gained a bunch of weight and be like, hey, you got fat, dude. Like, dang, bro. Like, you would never do that, but it's socially okay to, like, be like, man, bro, you're tall. And, like, I'm not, like, I'm not even really bothered by it, but it's just kind of weird sometimes. Because it gets really old. Like, it's kind of cool, you know. Like, when you're when you're 12 and people are like, man, you're getting tall. You're like, yeah, I'm getting tall. Sucks tall, you losers. Because, you know, being taller, if I was a sporty kid, you know, I think that I would have really loved that. But I wasn't. But still, like, you know, you get comments on your height all the time. It just feels cool. Because you come to find out that women really like the tall guys. And so, like, all my life, I've just been like, yeah, I'm over six foot, you know. And um, and so, you kind of come to like it. But then it gets really annoying when, like, you're 17 and you're, you're coming up on, like, on, like, old people. And they're just like, man, you got tall. And I'm like, dude, What? Like, I, I stopped, like, figuring out how to respond to it. Because normally I wouldn't even respond to it because I would just be with my parents. But, but then I got kind of on my own and, like, I wouldn't know how to respond to it. And then, like, the other day I had somebody uh, that graduated 
before me they are they graduated like a year ago and we're uh if you've ever been to columbia i recommend coming to mule day that is a really really fun activity to do and i love mule day so much uh if you don't know what it is it's kind of dumb honestly it's like the celebration of of the mutated child of a horse and a donkey it's like, oh my gosh, we're a horse and a donkey had sex. We're we're gonna make a whole freaking holiday about it. So you know, traffic just gets really bad, and, and they have a big parade, and like everybody goes and buys like the random birdhouses that your grandma would make. Like they have like booths at the at the state fair. I mean, at the fairgrounds, and like there's just like a million country people, and it's like a big like country celebration of a of a freaking dang mule that like nobody even uses anymore because like. Who needs a mule? We got freaking tractors up in here. Like, like it's a, it a lot of, I mean, we're not Amish. So I don't really know. I think it's just tradition at this point. But it's really fun, honestly, because it kind of feels like, like Columbia feels like it transforms into a college town on like game day. It's really weird. Like I was here for last mule day and and i'm like walking the streets I, I look like a college kid like i look like i should probably be holding like a truly in my right hand i was rocking my my volunteer traditions golf polo shout out them love that brand um if you're looking for to sponsor the podcast i would i would love that appreciate that i love you all a lot i have a lot of your socks but that's besides the point but i was rocking the volunteer traditions polo with the and it's like a golfing polo, and I have the khaki shorts, and I was wearing ultra boost, and I was like, I look like I'm about to go to a frat party, and um, they had like a whole little concert area, and it was like a bar type thing, so you got like marked if you were under 21, if you pulled up in there, which I honestly think is like the funniest thing, but like you get like the mark of the beast or what, I don't know, but um, but it just felt like a big college town, because you you have the big parade and like everybody is there. If you're a true Colombian, you just freaking leave. Like you don't even care about Mule Day because for the longest time, my parents would would take us and we would just leave. It, it was really weird. It's like this is our hometown and we call it Mule Town, but we don't actually go to Mule Day because that's just for the weirdos. But we went this year and I've decided that I will probably come every year because it was kind of enjoyable. But you have the big parade like the day of Mule Day. And you have this whole build up to it. You know, you got you got all these people like Mule Day sales and stuff. And, you know, everybody's building up big. And they have like a pageant. They have like a mule pageant. It's really weird, dude. You like dress up the mule. It's like a it's like mule drag, you know. Kind of borderline mule drag. Uh it's kinda weird, but um but but you go and they have that and they have a pageant and um there's lots of really hot cowgirls that are on the mules. That was really fun. Uh, randomly, um, actually not randomly, but like a farmer wants a wife. All them girls were there. Because like one of the guys is from Santa Fe, which is a town by Columbia, which was pretty cool. And then my sister ended up meeting them like in Washington, D.C. I have no clue. Like, Like it was the most random thing ever, but she was there and she's just like, I met the whole cast. I'm like, dude, that ain't no farm, brother. They're at the Lincoln Memorial. I'm like, what? And, um, 
but like they were there and then like there was this red solo cup that just like rode around it's so random and there's like a million mules or so, there's so much poop in the freaking road dude there's so much poop and you just kind of watch the mules walk and there's floats and you know fun stuff but then like after you know everybody's out walking around and I, it was a beautiful day I felt like I was just in a college town I mean there was so many people the bars were popping I mean I can't drink I'm not a drinking age but you know you still feel like you're at in a college town when the bars are popping but there was so many people everywhere it was it was a sight to see I mean it I would just come if you've never been it's just really fun I think if you have small children, I can see why that would not be fun. Because I was by myself a lot of the time. Uh, but uh, but that that was really that was something fun. I honestly can't remember why I even brought that up in the first place. But but that was uh, that was something fun I did. I was talking about school. I don't even remember what I was talking about. I was talking about height. Oh my goodness! I talked about mule. I remember now, dude. So. I was at Mule Day, and um, about the height thing, and, and this girl, this girl came up to me that graduated. I really hope she doesn't listen to this, but if she does, I know she's the type of person that would think this is funny. So if you're hearing this, um, I'm not going to mention your name, and I don't feel like censoring out more things in this podcast, so we're not going to say that. But for the sake of this story, her name is um, Marcy Joe. And old Marcy Joe pulls up. I haven't seen Marcy Joe in a while. It's been a it's been a long time. And uh, I see her, and we're talking, and she's like, "I think you got taller." And I just had like a brain aneurysm in that moment because it was like we're, it was like bound, boundary breaking type stuff, you know? Because any time I get told I'm tall, it's by like an old guy, so I can kind of just chuckle at it and be like. <laughs> And and it's fine, but but this was just like a nineteen year old woman and I'm like, what? Like I didn't even know how to respond because nobody of that age bracket has ever said anything like that to me and I was kind of like taken back. But I thought it was funny too, but I was just like, how do I respond to this? Because I'm so used to old people. And you don't even really have to respond to old people. You, you can, It's one of those, uh, if it's the right comment from an older gentleman or like an older lady, you don't even have to respond. You can kind of just give like the southern little, yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you had to say anything. Like, like it doesn't have to be words. It doesn't even have to be understandable. It's just like they know that you like acknowledge them. And, it, and uh, but I, you know. You can't do that in that situation, but <clears throat> but that that was funny. Um, but back to the school thing. Uh, so something I highly recommend everybody do when they are in high school is do a school musical, um, because it it's really worth it. You make and honestly, even more than anything. If you've never done a school musical, get a bunch of people from your senior. If the, if it is your senior year and you've never done it, get a ton of people together and do the musical together. Because this year in particular, I don't know if it was me, 
or like or what like brought these people to the theater program but last year my junior year this was a this was a a, a groundbreaking moment for me because like i said you know i'm a little i'm a i'm not like ultra ultra social and um i just got my first girlfriend junior year and um i didn't uh i like didn't know uh i wasn't a huge social but i hung out a lot with my girlfriend and i didn't have like a crazy group of friends but uh but so so i w- it was kind of out of my comfort zone to do the play but i had a lot of friends in in band that did the play and they were like Isaac you just need to do it you just need to do it i think you won't regret it so i decided to do it in spanish class the day the form was due i decided to audition sign up for auditions for um for beauty and the beast which if you've ever done that play it's really fun actually i i it, it wasn't my favorite. That's another story for another time of my favorite play I've ever done. I'll save that for a different episode. But but it was definitely... Um, see, it's funny because I've only ever done three plays, so I can't even say it's top three because I only have three to choose from. But it's second. It's second to the, to the other one. I'll, I'll save that for a different time. But it's number, it's number two on my list, at least. And... Um, and so I signed up to audition and I wasn't expecting, I don't even really know what I was expecting because I had never done theater before. So I didn't know, you know, I, I didn't even think that I was a good singer. I still don't really think I'm an insane singer. I'm not that impressive, but I was good enough to, to get, um, a good role. So I ended up, I, um, put down Lumiere. I, I honestly, the OG Disney movies, I hate to admit this because I have some friends that if they hear this, they'll come in over and just like commit arson against my house or something, but, in, um, you know, come get me in the middle of the night. A lot of those OG Disney movies, like from like before like 2005, so before the Toy Stories, those Disney movies, not as versed in. And so I didn't... <laughs> I honestly didn't really realize that Lumiere had a really deep French accent. And I'm not even going to attempt to give y'all a French accent because I don't think it would be very good. Um, but it, it, uh, I, I signed up for Lumiere. Then my girlfriend signed up for Babette. So honestly, I wanted that just for that flirtatious aspect. But, I signed up for Lumiere, didn't really know what I was getting myself into, had to read for Lumiere, and it sucked, I I just spoke in this really deep voice, I need some water, dude, (coughs) my throat's getting dry, I didn't prepare for this well enough, (coughs) excuse me, Um, I just spoke in this really deep voice, like, the whole time, and it wasn't even, like, a French accent, it was bad, and, um, and so, ended up actually uh getting the beast so I, I read for Lumiere uh I read for Gaston and uh I think that was it actually but I learned that day that if you're in a smaller program and you are a male and you can at least carry a tune 
you're probably going to get a good role. So if you're out there listening and you are a male, now I would say for this year, if you are listening and you're from Columbia Academy and you're a male, I would be weary because theater has grown a lot. So you might not have as much luck as I did because I, I got right at the cusp for it before theater grew like really big as it did with Wizard of Oz. And so I was kind of lucky with that fact that I was able to get a good role because it was not as many male guys that, that would be good, that would, were old enough, uh, and, uh, and loud enough and, and could carry a tune well enough to get a lead, um, as there are now. But, uh, so I walked in there, I read, um, honestly, walking in, I had a pretty open mind. I was like, I'm okay with an ensemble role. Like, I didn't really care. I just knew I wanted to do theater. It was something I'd never done, and I was like, I just want to try it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And so uh, so I, I came in, and then once I started reading for the bigger roles, I, I really kind of started to want one. And so I kind of, which is a very bad thing, you should never, ever, 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 ever precast yourself or even put yourself in a role because you will be, Harshly disappointed 90% of the time. Don't ever do that. It's really bad. It only it only ever, ever, ever ends in theater drama. Just don't do it. Please just don't do it. But uh, I started wanting a bigger role. And um, I ended up getting The Beast. And I actually kind of figured out uh, my theater teacher, amazing woman. Love her to absolute death. Uh, and she she's really big on casting. She puts a big, not not completely, obviously, but... She she takes account uh, size into uh, into account. So if she envisions a smaller person, a bigger person for a role, she'll she'll keep that in mind. And so for Beauty and the Beast, she knew that for the trans for the transition, she was going to have a uh, bare bones beast, like a backup stunt double, do the fight scene, so that uh, the beast, which ended up being me, could go and change go and do the whole makeup removal costume change become human and so one day my friend connor warden who i'm gonna actually call in a minute uh and ask him about his favorite theater um his favorite theater memory he'll be on in just a second we can get a live little live thing going here but um we got his favorite theater memory soon but uh anyways so connor uh, was also in theater. He has been really big on the tech side. And um, she just sets up me and Connor one day. We're, we're chilling at, at like a callback or something. There was a bunch of callbacks for the show because I guess it was a good number of people that showed out that she really had some trouble choosing. But we are at the callback and she has me and Connor stand right beside each other. In the moment, it didn't really click in my head, but we called each other like the day after and it kind of started making sense. And then what ended up happening was Connor became my stunt double and I uh, got the beast. And I, I want to say that was probably one of the most defining moments of my life up to date. It really changed my life. Um, I learned to be more confident myself, more confident on stage t just tonight. Um, I had a, a reach forum, which is just where you present a project over field trip. It's like a extracurricular that you get put into if you have good grades. <clears throat> and um, and just not like I, I seamlessly will get up on stage now. I'm not scared of anything. That's that's partially why I really implore implore you guys to do theater, is because of the confidence it gives you. It also gives you a great network of friends. I made so many friends 
that year, more friends than I've ever made in my entire life just through theater. People that I talk to today that have graduated, to this date I still talk to them. We hang out every now and then. I've just made amazing friends through theater, and I highly, 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 highly uh, recommend doing theater. I, 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 That's all I have to say. I think it's just an amazing thing. Um, we're going to call Connor now and see if he answers. If not, we'll get into some questions. But if so, uh, we can we can get a word from him. Hey, Connor. Yeah. You are on the podcast right now, um, and we have a we have a you're on the podcast, so we have a question for you. Um, I hope this I hope the mic is picking this up. I really don't know if it is. I'm gonna have, might have to cut this if it doesn't. But we we're talking about uh, theater. And I was talking about like the impact it had on me, and uh, and we we're just talking about some good memories of it. What has been your favorite memory from theater um, in your Columbia Academy? Just being at Columbia Academy and being in CA theater. What what has been your favorite memory? That's a uh, tough question. That is a very steep question. I I I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I probably should have texted you before. I feel kind of bad, but I I do. I would love to. If you don't have an answer, I can, I can talk and let you think for a second, or call you back. No, no, no. no. I have <coughs> All right, all right. Hit us with it. You're gonna like my answer. Okay. Um. It's so it's between two. Okay. Um, between being the beast and what it goes wrong, uh, I thought both shows were absolutely fantastic. I loved performing in both of those. Um, but I think the winner, my favorite theater memory, is going to have to be what it goes wrong. Uh, we had a go to a go to cast for that play. Um, yeah, that's actually that's that's facts. It. it it never felt like a play. It felt like we were just having a really fun time with a group of friends. It, I, like part of that. So part of that play for me, like, uh, it was just the the rehearsals that we would have, where we would spend at least thirty minutes a rehearsal just laughing, dude. Like, laughing, yeah. like it. I, I just don't have words, and it was really weird because it was one of those things for me, where you get you go and you put in so much work that like after you're honestly a little bit happy it's over. But looking back, like I'm actually a little bit sentimental about it because I don't know about you. I know, I know you didn't have as many lines as I did. And also I know you were not, you learned through that, that you were not as big on the acting side. But I remember like when that show was over, I was like, thank goodness it's over. But mainly also because of everything that she put us through uh, and how we were horrible about learning our lines. <laughs> Yeah, that's a part that I do not want to remember, definitely. Yeah, it's, it was, it was rough. It was rough. What is, um, what was your other memory? What was your other favorite one? Um, probably, ooh. Still in theater or just CA in general? CA theater. We'll hit CA memories in another episode. Okay, okay. Um, I think Beauty and the Beast 
also had a great memory. I wasn't too... Okay, so Wizard of Oz was not the um, most best-ish show I've ever yeah. heard of. So for, um, anybody, for anybody listening, um, Wizard of Oz was like the latest show that we did, if you didn't see it. Uh, it sold out like every night. So I know there's some of you out there that probably didn't see it. Um, people wise, it was one of the biggest shows we've ever done. And, uh, that also kind of heightened the stress levels. So for people like me and Connor, Wizard of Oz was, was like that. That's what I was talking about earlier. It's, it's the bottom of the list. It was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of stress. It was really, really, really stressful and kind of hard at some points. And, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. I do have to make one additional note. I mean, at least for me, the part about that play that I did not like was just how big the cast was. I didn't. I had no problem with the actual cast. It was just massive. It was so huge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I was just one, and we had some great people get introduced into the world of performing arts and theater, but. I think part of it too, we had some like absolutely feral children, some real like hardcore top notch menaces out here, because we our munchkins were children, <clears throat> and um, oh my goodness, man, some of those munchkins were really getting on my nerves. Uh, about the fifth night, it was I was ready to ring them, ring them out the neck. Completely agree. Completely agree. Well, Connor, I thank you for for joining us on the podcast. Um, hopefully, uh, Connor will become a, a co-host uh, in in a few episodes. He'll be here. I wouldn't worry about that. So, thank you, Connor. Of course, it was great chatting. All right, bye, Connor. Any more input? Oh, oh, oh! We love we love that. I'll be your source. All right, Connie. I'll see you later. See you. I see you. Bye. So yeah, Connor. So Connor was one of our. Uh, Connor was stage manager for Wizard of Oz, and um, like you said, Wizard of Oz. Uh, well, real fast, actually, I need to get water. I'm my voice about to die. Um, but I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Best because uh, it, we sh- the amount of elementary that showed up for this show. We had two elementary cast. We had one do three nights, one do two nights, and they alternated. And uh, and it was just crazy how much we had on the plate for Wizard of Oz. So we did not have as much one-on-one time with our director for our solos and things. So a lot of that was really, really, really getting fleshed out and hashed out the week before the show. So that was a little scary for some of us. Luckily for me, I'd been through that before. And my solo was a lot of choreo. So I'd spent a lot of time working on choreo. And that really helped me with the voice because I kind of work on... Uh, Two two birds one stone type of situation, you know. Uh, you could I, I worked a lot on my choreography, and then I got to work a lot on the song at the same time, so it all meshed a lot well together. But you know, a lot of we had a lot of newer people that were in leads, and so a lot of solos were being hashed out like the week of, and so a lot of scariness. But all in all, it was really fun. But man, it was so much work, and. Um, but also, if you ever, uh, if you ever do theater, you'll understand the feeling uh, when you take your your last bow, you do your last show, your last thing, whatever, 
your last thing for whatever that time period is. For me, it was CA, you know, your last college show. I've never been in college theater, but, you know, I did my last high school show. And theater, I love theater, but it was something where it's like, I don't have the passion to do this. And I only think I could be successful if I was super, 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 super passionate about the arts. And I wasn't. I I love the social aspect of it. I like dancing. I like singing. But I didn't love, love, love it to keep doing it. So I don't know if I'll keep doing theater in in college or not, but when I took that last bow, and I I remember in Wizard of Oz, um, we didn't double cast because of the, like I said, the huge amount of people that showed up for the show, we didn't double cast. And so when when the three uh, main, I was the tin man if you didn't see it, uh, when, when me, Lion, and Scarecrow, when we came off the stage I'm still emotional about it today and I'm not going to cry about it on on the pod but it still makes me sad a little bit we took our our last steps off the stage and it was like a big rush of relief came over me because I knew my so the the big nervous thing about that show with me was my solo because I had hit a g5 and I'm not a true tenor I'm a bass I'm a really good bass tenor is not my strong suit and so that was a stretch for me I really had to work to hit it and during one of the dress rehearsals it was um the dress rehearsal we had so the two dress rehearsals we have two dress rehearsals um so our show was Thursday we had a dress rehearsal Tuesday I mean we had a dress rehearsal Monday and then we had a Tuesday dress rehearsal for the parents so for the leads or anybody that really was nervous, you kind of try to get all your nerves out that day because you have a crowd. You can kind of feel what it's like to be in front of people, but it's not a full, it's not a full auditorium. No, 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 no. But you know, it's parents. So you're not like extremely scared because they, they've seen you mess up and everything and that they know how much work you've put into it. And they know that things happen because a lot of them have helped work backstage. And so I was nervous, but for some reason that Monday before the parent show, my voice cracked on that G and that had been one of my biggest fears in that show. I wasn't scared of a lot. I wasn't scared of the people. I wasn't scared to act on stage or dance or sing, but voice cracking was always the biggest fear in the back of my head. And it happened and I was horrified. I was so scared. I I was going home that day and I had even, I'd been drinking tea. I really, I guess I just stressed my voice out or didn't push enough that night with my diaphragm or something, but uh, I, I voice cracked and it scared the crap out of me. And, um, and so that was my biggest fear every single night was to go for that G and to think about the fact that I might voice crack and it never happened up until Saturday night, which annoyingly was a night that a ton of my friends, my senior friends from that had graduated last year that I was in the show with in beating the beast, they came and they heard my voice crack, but you know, I look back on it now. It's like one of the most minute things. It's okay. It's in the past, but but that really, 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 really made me nervous about the show was that one note. And so it was a huge weight off my shoulder when I walked off that stage when we backed out of the the scene we had going. It was a scene where Glinda's telling Dorothy, you got to tap the shoes and um, no place like home, all that stuff. 
and um, when she and she's like going home, so we we kind of the light fades on us. We we lose our spot. We just kind of walk backwards out out of the scene. And once that happened, it was a huge weight of relief on my shoulder because I was like, I never have to go back into and have to worry about that voice crack. It was it was a huge big relief to me. But then I remember walking back and like I made it like thirty feet, and then the tears started flowing. I mean, I saw. All the little kids lined up to do their last bow. Everybody started getting lined up because it was the end of the show, except for the Kansas people because they had one more scene left. And it kind of just hit me in that moment. I'm like, this this time, this place, the, uh, all this stuff that I've worked on so closely with these people, this is it. It's over. And that's one of the things that, that really helps me. There, there's a guy that I really like. His name is uh, Tim Chisano. Chisano? Uh, Tim, if you even listen to this, I highly doubt you will, but if you do, I'm really sorry if I butchered your last name, but uh, he's a creator, uh, lives in New York, uh, he's a creative director, and he's really big on, on like, thoughts and things, and um, one of his, one of his things that he talks a lot about is, is being addicted to appreciation, and so appreciating all the little things, and appreciating that, uh, that this moment that so, so, I mean, for example, this moment that we're sharing on this podcast, you know, you're never going to have that again. So it's a special thing in having moments with others and moments like, like that and plays, like how much you come to dread it. Like I did, like with Wizard of Oz, how much you come to dread it because of things that stresses you out. You still got to sit there and appreciate it because you'll never get those again. Because I remember sitting there and looking around at all the people that I've gotten so close to because you get really close to people in a show especially if you're a lead and you have a really tight-knit group of leads like for Beauty and the Beast we had uh we had a group chat for all the principals called the principals and we actually consistently hung out a lot a few months after the show we really stayed a, a tight-knit group of people and and that's one of the one of the things that that I look back and always smile upon is the fringe is the good times, the friendships that you made. And, and for Wizard of Oz, I was just kind of sitting there in the middle of everything, just kind of taking one last look. I mean, everybody's getting ready to, to go out and bow. And I just kind of took it in kind of one last time backstage because I knew that that was it. Like my, my, my theater career at CA is over and the college I'm going to has a good theater program. But I kind of realized through college, uh, as I was not recruitment, but like as I was starting to pick colleges and, and uh, excuse me, went on tours and stuff, I kind of realized that theater, you can do it, but a lot of it's really focused for them, for the theater majors, like a lot of the classes. And I mean, you can do the, you can do the, the shows, but a lot of it's hard to do if you're in a big university. I'm going to Western Kentucky, so I don't know how hard it, or how easy it will be to do theater, but I just kind of knew in that moment. I was like, this is the last time I'll have it. I'll have this moment at this time in this place. And it had become to mean so much to me that it was like, then I realized like how much I really started taking things for granted that I really need to start looking around and, and taking every moment as something that's special because, you know, you don't really think about, how much things mean to you and how wonderful that these events are until you get through them. Like, like just as I'm getting through high school, like I remember getting through senior year and 
especially after uh, during spring break, I, I'd gone on on a couple of college visits. Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz has, had taken so much, so much of my time, way too much of my time was sucked into that show, and so I had just no no weekends were free for me to really go and do true college visits, and and because that show had lasted from uh, December all the way through March. And so I finally got to do my college visits over spring break. And I remember going and and I went, I visited Western Kentucky and I visited Harding University. Those were the two colleges I had settled between, to choose between. And I remember coming back and being like, oh, that, like I'm just ready to go. Like I'm ready to get, I'm ready to get on the road. I'm ready to move in. I'm ready to be in college. I'm done with high school. But I'm, I'm now at a point where I'm like, I'm very excited for college. Don't get me wrong. I'm not scared. I don't, I'm not, not wanting to go. I'm just like, man, this is, tomorrow is my last full day of school, which I wouldn't even go for the full day, but it's my last true school day. I have one more day where I get to go to chapel and then we walk out and do graduation practice. But tomorrow's my, my last day of, of high school. And um, I do want to say one thing for anybody that's that's gotten close to me this year at CAE, I really love y'all a lot y'all mean a whole lot to me all of all of my friends that i've made i'm gonna miss you guys tremendously and um i'm I'm sad that my time is winding down like i said i didn't always appreciate it as much as i should but you know getting to the end it really makes you realize how much it means and how much you really should kind of stop slow down take a look around and be like just just kind of stop and slow down for a second and just mentally think and be appreciative of that moment be knowing because it, it's not going to last forever and um and one of those two one of the another thing is a uh, high school marching band I, marching band had meant a lot to me as well i made a lot of friends a lot a lot of friends from marching band especially this year i didn't make a ton of friends because i'm friends with everybody in our marching band because it's like absolutely tiny it's like 10 people but i had gotten really really close with them and <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and, um, and we were just really tight-knit, like I said, since we were 10 people, we, uh, uh, like, there was no, like, inter-friend groups, we were all just a friend group, doing marching band together, and, uh, and, uh, so, we, uh, we, we got really close, and I always enjoyed away games, we had so much fun, away games were just, just a blast to me, and how much we, like how much I hated going to marching band practice towards the end, how much I just wanted to skip it. I didn't want to be there. It was hot. It's always so hot in Tennessee in, in August and September. It's in October. Very annoying, annoyingly humid months of the year. And how much I just hated being out there on those fields some days. I, I just kind of wish I had stopped to appreciate it because with, with marching band, you know, it's small. There's no marching band banquet. There's nothing kind of like, a last two raw there's no like like we don't even really go to the like we don't go as a marching man we don't even go to playoff games like i just went by myself with my friend and so it was kind of just over one day and it was there was not even a second for me to stop and think and be like oh my goodness this time and this this time with all these people all the time i've spent putting this it's just done i didn't even really get a chance to stop and think about that until i'm sitting on Christmas break on a plane, uh, we went to New York over Christmas break, which I'm just going to devote an entire episode of this podcast to my New York trip 
that and I'll get some people on there for that. That'll be y'all just get ready for that episode. That that'll be an insane episode right there. But um I was on a, I was on the plane back and I was feeling kind of sentimental to begin with because there's been only a few things actually that I think New York has really only been the only thing in my entire life to where I set the expectations extremely extremely high and New York actually exceeded them. Um I, and so I think about New York a lot. I, I love that city so much. I want to go back so bad. I think about it way too much. I talk about it way too much. It's like all of my wallpapers. It's literally my phone wallpaper. Um, it 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 was just an it was an amazing time in my life because I felt like I really saw the world. And I just don't know why I like New York so much. I'm a main character guy. I like to have main character moments, so that might be it. I don't know what it was. It was just amazing. It was just so. It was just so awesome. And so, I um. I'm on the plane back and I'm feeling kind of sentimental and I'm sitting on the plane and the two people behind beside me were uh, like asleep. So I was just kind of staring out the window and it got kind of dark and I was sitting there and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm about to enter the second semester of my senior year. I'm about to graduate. And I was sitting there thinking about all the things that I'd done. I'm like, and, and I didn't even stop and appreciate marching band. Like marching band was just over. We just got through it and it was done. And so just those things in senior year as a whole has really made me think about that. And I just want y'all to really think about that. That's kind of the main thing I really wanted to get across in this episode was, you know, be fun, talk about funny things, talk about good memories. But I really just want y'all to understand the importance of, of being present and, and being as Tim Chisanya would say, addicted to appreciation. Um, Because I think that, is really important because we can never really truly enjoy stuff if we're not present in the moment. And I think like even recognizing that things that we hate so much, we, we even come to love after, like I can think about all the hard classes I've taken, which is not actually insane. I'm not trying to like brag by saying that, like I said, I've not taken an amazing amount of hard classes, but I've taken a handful of APs and dual enrollments and I've kind of found out through those that even though they're really hard, you make really close friends through it. You, you come to kind of love it. Like, uh, I took AP calculus this year and I am not like insane at math. Like I'm good. I'm a good enough student at math where I can take it and get a, but I'm not top of my class. I don't even know what I got on the exam. I'm, I'm hoping a three, I'm praying I get a three, but I don't really know if a four is in the, is in the books this year, but, um, but, you know, I, uh, during the year, that class was the bane of my existence, because it was one of those things where I had to fight for my A, like, man, I was studying hard for a lot of those tests, and, um, I, uh, I was studying pretty hard, but looking back, there was just some great times. I mean, I became really, really close with a lot of people in my class because we would always get together and study before the test. And just it's those memories that, you know, in the moment, you're like, man, I'm stressed about this test. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. I have to study. I just want to be done with this class. I just want to get done. But then you look back and you're like, man, those were some of the most fun times of that class was even though I was sitting there stressed out of my mind, tired of studying for calculus, you know, I got to be there with my friends that I care about a lot, and it wasn't really that bad. I ended up doing fine on the test in the end. And so, 
that's just something I've really kind of thought about for the past few months as senior year is winding down and something that's really, uh, really important to me. So, um, we're almost at an hour. I would love to keep talking, but I've enjoyed this so much that I think I will make another episode. So I'd love to keep some more talking points for future stuff. If I end up keeping making them solo, you know, maybe get another host on here. Well, who knows where this will even go? I have no clue. I might get tired of it and only make a few, but I, I'd love to think that I keep this going because I've really enjoyed getting into talk. I have a lot of thoughts in my head that sometimes don't get out. And I think this is a good outlet and maybe some of y'all can find enjoyment from my thoughts. Uh, but I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. It's late. I'm going to edit it and post it and, um, hopefully y'all like it. You can give me bad criticism, but I, I promise I'm not as emotional as I was in eighth grade, but, um, you know, just let me know, uh, if you want to be on the podcast, um, DM me on Instagram, Isaac. I know a lot of y'all have already DM'd me. Uh, Dane Bennett, I'll give you a shout out. Uh, Dane Bennett will be on the podcast. I hope y'all, all of y'all understand that. Dane Bennett will be on the podcast tomorrow. Actually, if you if you decide to listen all the way to the end of this podcast before tomorrow, uh, when I actually do this, um, you're like my biggest fan, and you'll you will you will get like a kiss on the lips from me or something. But tomorrow, I'm gonna have a, a <clears throat> not like a. I want to call it a live podcast, not a live podcast, like podcasts aren't live, but I'm going to record it tomorrow at school and I'm just going to have some general questions to ask, but I don't know who's going to be on it. We're going to invite one person so I can at least know that I will have at least 20 minutes of talking, but then I'm going to do it in the library. So we'll do it. In, I'm going to do it in the library conference room. So if you want to come be on the podcast, we'll be in there tomorrow. I don't know when, probably after chapel or something. I do it at some point, but I would love to kind of do some quick interviews. I think that'd be a really fun episode uh, is to really get some good, like a bunch of people. Because that's that's what I'd love to do for the New York. I have lots of ideas. I don't want to spoil everything, but just know I have some good, some good ideas upcoming and I hope that I can execute them. I don't know if I can. Some of them might be hard. I don't have multiple microphones at this point, but I don't think that would be a hard thing to really get. Need to get my own. This is a borrowed microphone, so uh, from the school tech office. So I do need to get my own microphone, but I'm very, very uh, thankful and blessed that Mr. Carco let me use this microphone because this would not be blessing your ears right now if he did not. Um, but yeah, I got good ideas. I don't know if this will go anywhere. Uh, but I hope it, I hope it does. And I hope y'all can take something from this. Uh, just go out there, trust Jesus, trust God, love people. And, um, I hope that you guys have an amazing day or night or evening or afternoon or lunch or dinner. And, um, I will see y'all on the next episode.